Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 18. We are coming at you live from Bethany, Oklahoma. I got Hudson in the studio, Gibson in the studio, and we have a treat for you today. We've got Jaybird, Jaden Hume. Jaden, how are you, man? Good, how are you? Great. <laughs> what? You guys are giggling. You didn't like that one? No, Jaybird, that's, that's his name. That's right. Yeah, you should see it when a bird flies past him. They don't keep flying usually. <laughs> Unless you're at Okima. <laughs> Unless he's duck hunting. <laughs> yeah. Doves are dead. Yeah. Ducks, they, they got a good chance of living, huh? <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> well, Jaden is uh, our resident tournament fisherman, as Gibson has been telling us. He's been crushing some bass here lately. Where have you been fishing, Jaden? Uh, we usually are just local places this last tournament was probably the farthest out we'll go and it was uh southeast oklahoma um mcgee creek and hugo it was a two-day so let's go yeah mcgee creek is my favorite lake in the whole planet so definitely top 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 five for me for sure yeah it's, it's so sweet. pretty down there and so many trees and gosh i've heard there's like a bunch of public land around it May or may not be a good place to turkey hunt. If you wanted to drive your boat around, people might get mad at me for saying <laughs> that one, but here we go. So, yeah, that's awesome. Down at Hugo and McGee Creek. So did you do, like, one day at McGee Creek and then one day at Hugo? Yeah, so the, the two days, they're actually, it's Saturday and Sunday, and they're two separate tournaments. So okay. Saturday was Hugo, just a mud hole, and then they finished it off at McGee on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the story of how you, like, got... I mean, you can tell a story of how you got into uh, tournament fishing, I guess, but also how you got into this tournament and, like, meeting your partner and, like, because this was the first one that you fished with him, right? Yeah. So, since I was 10 years old, I fished in a, a, a tube club, Oklahoma Watershed Tube Club, and uh, a lot of the guys, as they've gotten older, have switched from tube fishing to boat fishing. Um, and I guess I, my partner, his name's Steve, and he uh, has fished boat tournaments for a while but um, his partner moved to Florida and so he didn't have anyone to uh, fish with this year and a guy that I have grown up fishing with in the tube club um, just mentioned my name and so we got together and I actually we drove down uh, to Hugo last Friday and I had not and I met him at his boat storage and I had never met him before <laughs> stayed in a at Hugo State Park in a 300 square foot cabin Twin beds were right next to each other, so it was pretty, pretty interesting. How old is he? 67. So, <laughs> so yeah. what'd you guys put in the other bed? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just all their luggage. They just pushed them together. Yeah. Mega bed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, yeah, he's he's a solid guy, and he's a stick. So. Pretty sweet pretty sweet boat, too, huh? Yeah, so the month leading up, talking to him on the phone and stuff, he was just saying how he was... He didn't ever said he was embarrassed of his boat, but he was just talking it down. And I got there and just jaw dropped. It was a base base price fifty grand nitro Good with great. all the bells and whistles. And I was like, yeah, I think, I think it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> it <should> <laughs> yeah. Especially starting at tubes, you know. You're yeah. like, yeah, if it floats, I'm in. Yeah. Did you ask him where you put your flippers? Yeah. yeah. Like, you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to kick off the back? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, if the motor blows, Jaden's Jaden's signing up for that one. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So like whenever you started fishing those tube tournaments, was how did you like get into those? So my my grandpa actually fished that watershed uh tube club for like going on fifty years now. He's still fishing it and that's uh, awesome. At peak there was probably 45 50 guys um to a tournament and now there's anywhere from like 5 to 15 so shows you how it kind of has just dwindled away but um yeah so just started with him and uh whenever i was 10 he would have to i'd throw a rope around his tube handle and he just dragged me across the lake and <laughs> i would usually not catch anything but every if it wasn't for that, then I probably wouldn't be fishing. So yeah, I'm grateful for for him and and the tube and for him dragging dragging me around. Not That's only fishing, but he, I mean, he did taxidermy, got you into hunting too, and yeah, shooting and everything else. I mean, he was a big influence into kind of changing your, you know, adulthood and into what you spend money on now. So for sure, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking yeah. about that. We we're like, we sh- I don't know if we should thank our dads <laughs> because now we spend so much money and time. It's and crazy hunting and fishing, but like obviously we're thankful and and wouldn't change it for the world. But I mean, sure. huge influence on you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing any of this without him. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, were you about to go, Hudson? Oh, yeah. So how how was the uh, so the first first tourney was at Hugo? Yeah. Uh, how'd that go? So it was like I said, it was just a mud hole, um, and it was the waves were coming in over the side of the boat. It was just a mess. Oh, gross. But, uh, I think first place had like just over ten pounds, so not it was not great. Second place had like six or seven, um, and so you fish first cast is at seven in the morning. And then weigh-in is at three. And I think I caught my first fish at like 145. And I caught six fish in about an hour. Two of them barely made the the length requirement and uh, weighed in two fish for three pounds. (laughs) And and it cranked out a third place. So that just shows you how bad it was. Yeah, that's a rough day. And explain a little bit for maybe somebody who's not in a knowledgeable on like how bass fishing tournaments work so like you, you just said you caught two that barely made the uh the limit on what you could use for yeah. your bag so there's a um i i don't know what the what's the minimum like length or whatever so it's actually changed this year um it's been a certain way up until this year but the so now to fish tournaments um you have to get a permit through the wildlife department um, and so whoever gets that permit, usually the president of whatever club it is, um, they actually can set the length minimum. And so usually, um, I think every, every tournament in this club, the minimum length you can, um, bring in to weigh in is 12 inches. And so, but that, it just kind of varies, um, varies, um, for each club and then varies actually for different species too. So you catch a spot it's 10 inch minimum um and just things like that so yeah so then i it was this tournament of a five fish yeah bag. Yeah. yeah so with that um if you're unfamiliar you take your five best fish that are legally like weighable for the tournament or whatever so it's not just if you haul in a bunch of you know whatever at 12 inch large mouth uh it's your top five um for anybody who 
is not familiar with that. So what y'all finish at Hugo? Did we finished third at Hugo third. with nice. a whopping three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, for first tournament, first boat tournament for you, right? Uh, in this club, yeah, I've fished a couple before, but this is yeah, this is yeah, first one in years. So. And and first one with the with the new partner, so that's not bad. Then y'all headed out to McGee Creek. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, as y'all I think have talked about, the place is known for giants. So yeah, fully expecting to see the. Um, I'm honestly first through fifth have 20 plus pounds um for the five fish but it was another windy day it was cold um and i think the top first through fifth everyone had one fish over six pounds good night but the other four were i mean just right over the 12 inch so they may have been a pound so um, but my buddy, Steve, he, first thing in the morning, he, he's fished that lake for a lot longer than I've been alive. So he had his, has his places and the, his first stop of the day and about the fifth cast, he reeled in an eight pounder. So <laughs> golly. started, started Gosh. the day off. Right. what did he catch that on? He caught it on a Okeechobee craw. I think, I think rage. A rage crawl. I think that's who makes it. And just like Texas rigged or yeah, Texas rig with a um, God, little bullet weight above fun. it. And, yeah, that's that, awesome. Gosh, that that's like one of my go tos. Yeah, feels good. Mm-hmm. I might have had a chance at that one. Yeah. Psych. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, let's get the pole awesome. ripped out of his hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm not even gonna get a bite by that kind of fish. So that's awesome. So yeah, so you went on. You got started out with the crawl fifth cast he caught an eight pounder <laughs> yeah and and then from then on out it really was i i wasn't throwing that specific color i was throwing a craw that was a, a watermelon watermelon flake i think and then i tried everything else that i had with me except for the one that he was that he caught that fish on um, and he was reeling in fish almost every other cast with it. And finally, I woke up and was like, "Give me, give me one of those." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both started catching fish, and um, we really stayed in that one spot pretty much all day. I'm um, wow. just kind of going back and That's forth. That's awesome. And yeah. What color did you say that cross? Okeechobee cross. So really, it's just one side's green, and then the, the other side's black and blue. Gosh. So I don't really understand why my green and my black and blue weren't working. But <laughs> that, that one was. The so. color makes you just got them. Yeah. yeah. Hey, sorry. Gosh, you got it. it. I keep talking. Uh, you said, was it windy too? You said it was really windy. How that? Uh, Gibson told me. Uh, did he had some spot lock on his boat? Yeah. How was that? Yeah. So that was that, that. Still blows my mind. It doesn't matter how fast the wind's blowing he just presses this button on his trolling motor and we're just locked in one one place Gosh. so um i guess if you if you have enough room at the front of the boat it's it's easier because what it does is it turns you into the wind um don't know how it knows it but it does <laughs> and uh so yeah you stay in one spot and that's pretty much all we all we really needed it was a probably a 20 yard stretch that we caught all of our fish on so was it, I, I won't ask you where on the lake it was, but was it like... I couldn't even tell you. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> was it kind of like rocky or trees, or what were you guys kind of... Were they kind of like moving up to spawn, do you think? Were they... Like, what do you think? You got any theories on where they were and why? They were still pushed back off the bank a little bit. Okay. Towards, towards the middle of the day when it got warmer, I caught a few small ones up shallow, but 
I'd say they were five to eight foot of water. Um, okay. And it was, every fish was uh, off rock. So gotcha. They were all on, on rocks just right off the bank. Dang. Wow. Yeah, I fished that lake one time. Well, a few times. It's like my favorite. But um, one day we started out kind of on the, I think, west side of the lake in some coves. And I was just pounding them on a spinnerbait. And then like... Because I always, I go there and it's just straight trees. So I'm like, dude, <clears throat> there's no no other option. I got to fish the trees. And uh, we were with Scott Williford. And this dude, yeah, is a nut job fisherman too. And so he he goes to like this rocky bank. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, dude, there are so many trees here. I was feeling cocky because I was like kind of stacking them up. And uh, like third cast, he pulled off an eight pounder on those rocks. And I was like, oh, <laughs> That's why you're fishing there. Yeah. You know these fish here a little <laughs> yeah. better than I do. That's awesome. Golly, just smoking them on the craw. Yeah, that's basically what we. I caught one on a crankbait all day, and then I just kept throwing that craw, and that was it. Pulled first. First, yeah. yeah we uh, I think we finished with just over 14 pounds. So still pretty. I mean, it wasn't a lot of weight uh-huh. especially for that lake but it did it so it was enough to do the trick yeah, yeah. what day was that saturday S- sunday sunday yeah and then anna my wife and my dad and i went out to okima oh i guess it was sunday i think and um we slayed them you know the week before told that story you know it was like we were just pulling fish in left and right and then whenever we went out a week later, I mean, I couldn't, I think that I caught two fish all afternoon and Anna and my dad didn't catch one. And so, I mean, they just, it, it's just that weird thing, like using the same stuff. We, we fished everything, man. And they, they uh-huh. just, you know, didn't want to. Dang. Didn't you, buy it. Just, same place, same yeah. lure, same yeah, everything. And the two that I caught, I mean, it was like just fishing super slow, like really lethargic. Mm-hmm. and wouldn't i mean my dad had a i mean we could we could see her a giant fish just swimming around and they would pick his lure up and move it away and swim off and but she wouldn't she wouldn't commit i mean my dad fished for that fish for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> he was getting so mad <laughs> just absolutely locked into it yeah and but i mean they're just super sluggish like uh, for whatever reason i don't know if it was pressure or mm-hmm. you know whatever but weren't, weren't one to commit that sucks yeah i i was thinking this time of year my dad and my uncle and my grandpa every year used to do a um easter weekend trip to mcgee creek and so they would just get a cabin you know fish friday and saturday usually come home for you know a late afternoon lunch and um one year it was my dad and my uncle and then um, our cousin and his brother-in-law in the other boat. And uh, they were fishing those trees that I just, I, this is probably why I always want to fish them this time of year. And my dad is just, he is the spinnerbait guy. Like he just probably won't throw anything else, but <laughs> by golly, he'll keep catching fish on it somehow. And uh, so he's throwing the spinnerbait and he hooked one. And it was one of those where like you hook it and you're like, oh man, that's, that's a pretty good fish. And then they said it jumped in like every boat, like in the whole cove, like turned because <laughs> it had like that sound, you yeah. know, of just the giant. And so 
my dad was told my uncle, he's like, all right, get this, get the net right now. And you come stand next to me. He's like, we got one chance. And it like kind of came up to the top again. And he was like, nah, like I'm not exaggerating. I think that was, this is my double digit. Like you have to get this. And it was coming right at him. And so it was coming towards him and, and they're like, my dad's like, it's going to go under the boat. Like you have to get this fish. And my uncle scooped the net down and just hit his line and popped the bass. Oh, <laughs> and just still to this day, every time I see like a big fish or I see a net or anything, I always send it to my uncle. I'm like, hey, remember that one that you uh, <laughs> dropped the And he the still on? probably feels bad for it. There's oh. no worse feeling. I mean, no. I guess not catching the fish, but then having you know being the guy that ruins it for someone else i mean that's a pretty bad feeling too uh-huh i think i might rather it like get shaken off than yeah lose it like that yeah me too gosh it would just kill me i don't know how he did that but rough. yeah this time of year is a good time are you um do you have any other tournaments lined up or yeah so that was i think i think this club fishes eight eight in a year and that that was the third so the next one is uh, two weeks from two weeks from now, and it's at Conawa. So, okay. Yeah. Nice. You fished Conawa a couple yeah. times, haven't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's basically the home lake. So. Yeah, that's awesome. What's yeah. your uh, What's your uh, PR in that lake? If you can remember. Uh, I've never caught a fish over seven there. I've caught a whole bunch of six pounders, but they're they're definitely <laughs> those double those digits will do the there. those will do the trick in a tournament yeah. if you catch yeah. a few of those. Yeah. Just Conawa have the lilies uh what's the one with the big uh that you and me two fish that one time it had like the whole cove just is that like full we woke up or Watumpka maybe maybe with Tumpka. i think it was with Tumpka. Tumpka. yeah yeah with the lilies yeah that's awesome but do you have a strategy for a Kanawha? well have you been thinking about it yet or a little bit <clears throat> so steve he uh He's like I said, he's a little bit older than me, so he's been he, he's fished these lakes for a, a lot a lot more years than I have. But he uh, he's got his spots. But fishing tube tournaments my whole life, you're kind of limited to where you can go. Uh-huh. And so yeah. uh, every time I fish there, we have fished this one spot and then kind of fished our way back in. And okay. so we have one good spot to start. But you know, in, in the in the boat tournament. That's just one of many stops throughout sure. the day, so that'll be be interesting. I think we're gonna try and get out and pre-fish it. Okay. Um, the Friday before, but I actually have a tube tournament there next Saturday, so it'll be a good. A that's good, awesome. Uh, a good uh, pre-fishing day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you um do you like being the co-angler, or is it like kind of frustrating that you're not in charge sometimes, or like have you just been trying to soak up all the info that old Steve's given you? Yeah, you know, it's 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 cool. I mean, fishing those tube tournaments behind my grandpa, it's almost like being a co-angler, you uh-huh. know. And so, um he always said that if you can if you can get a, a limit fishing behind me, then you'll be good if whenever I'm not here, or, you know, I'm trying to kind of clean up behind him. And so, I've kind of had to do that for a long time, but he's Steve's cool. He he basically said that any time that I would I want to come up and and run it or um, whatever. If I have ideas of where to go, things like that, then yeah, he's he's open for anything. So it, awesome. it was cool. It was it really felt like a, a team rather than him trying to catch all the fish and me just net them. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know sometimes in like those, um, like the ones that, like, I don't know, the FLW or BFL or whatever it is, like you sign up as a co-angler and you just get mm-hmm. put on a boat with some dude. Yeah. So like the guy on the front of the boat's paying like a $5,000 entry fee and you're paying like 500 mm-hmm. And so like they literally position the boat so you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's tough. So I was wondering like if he kind of viewed that as a team or not. So that's awesome. Yeah, for with Steve, I mean, like I said, it's the first time I ever met him, and he was he was super super helpful. He would try to get us even so that we were both, but uh, neither one of us had an advantage. Really, yeah. we both kind of were fishing the same water, so it's that's good. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've never, I don't know, I've never done a tournament. Yeah, me either. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never fished a tournament. Have you, Gibson? I've fished one with Jaden. One of the tube ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember which lake that was. Which one did... Well, I can tell you. It may have been down there in Ardmore. I think that's I think that's probably... I think it was east. Gus Gibson didn't do too well, or he'd remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, I think that I caught a couple fish. Do they, do they do those by weight or length or those tube ones? Yeah. How so do you guys do the measurements and stuff? Same thing. So what's popular these days is... Um, tube and kayak tournaments they'll they'll do it all off of length and so okay. you can take you take pictures of the fish on the scale um, through this app I've never done it but the way we do it in the tubes is <clears throat> we actually have a stringer that hangs off the tube and okay. so same same concept five fish you just okay. uh, throw them in the net or the odd in the stringer and just at the end of the day bring them in and, and weigh them gotcha yeah, yeah so you have like one of those little laundry basket kind of things if you want or you can do Mm -hmm. yeah i've seen all sorts of little gizmos like people put like a pool noodle in the top to like keep them floating and stuff and just release them all out on the boat (laughs) (laughs) yeah you just leave them out on the ramp usually for the birds and stuff no gosh yeah no you don't do that yeah like everyone lets them go at the ramp there after they weigh them and everything so it's crazy. Have you guys ever seen like the behind the scenes for like the Bassmaster and stuff like that with all the fish? Mm-mm. No. It's crazy. I was watching a video, and so like they have like all sorts of like biologists and stuff that like try and monitor the water, like the oxygen in the water and stuff. But like they have this whole system where like they pull up, you know, in their boats, they show off their fish, take them up, get them weighed, and then they have like a tank for them walled, like they're on stage. And then, like, they drop them down through the stage, and they've got, like, a little um, tank, and they, like, roll it around on these little wheels. It comes out, and then, like, they, like, run them to another tank. And it's, like, crazy. It's, like, this whole, like, assembly line of, like, these fish that, that. that have been caught. And then, like, there's, like, it was crazy. There was, like, all sorts of, like, police and stuff around, like, the fish. I was, like... I don't know how I guess guess if you're winning a couple mil for catching fish or whatever it is, like you got to have some security on hand to make sure people aren't dropping some tungsten in the, down their bellies. Seriously. Yeah, I was about to say, no one's swinging on me if I'm carrying a fish. I'm too intimidating. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah, that stuff about the people in Minnesota and stuff, walleye fishing is crazy. I didn't hear about that. You actually I thought that's didn't? what you were referencing. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're about to open up a little gold mine here. I'm going to try and look up. Hudson, do you want to tell just a general story? I'll look up some details. All right. So actually, I'll look it up because Hudson's lazy. Um, No. uh, So basically, these guys in 
where is this, Minnesota or something? I already said that, I think, but Chiuga County. But anyway, my favorite county in Minnesota. I think they were. Were they like? I think they were like fishing a term on the Great Lakes or something like that. Yeah, somewhere up north where people care about walleye. <laughs> I I couldn't care less if I ever shot or caught a walleye in my whole life. Golly, oh, good grief! Yeah, I'm stroking out over here. Not not abnormal. Uh, but anyway, so it says September is about the time frame. Um, basically, I I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this video, and like it's these it's like a tournament and like all of these guys like in these nice like fishing jerseys and stuff are like, free, like they're like rioting versus like one or two guys and then there's like some there's two guys like cutting open these walleye, and it was a tournament and it was a thirty thousand dollar bag and these guys had like been winning tournaments people were kind of suspicious of them winning like. They had like, it was like several hundred thousand dollars of tournament yeah. winnings. Yeah, like a new boat, like all sorts of like big time winnings. And um, they've been suspecting him of cheating. And they kind of, the judges were like, man, these fish don't look normal. Like their stomach kind of looks a little bulge. So they cut open these fish. They pulled out um, eight to 12 ounces worth of weights, like lead weights they shoved down there. In a bunch of walleye fillets, they like shoved inside them. So like, to try and like cover up the bulge of the like the lead weight in there. Oh my gosh! And so like, I mean, these guys just won thirty grand over these guys. Like they are fired up. They were mad. Like literally about to like riot and beat the crap out of these guys. Which kind of low key, I was like, man, you guys deserve it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they deserve to get their fingers cut off. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I would. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's, that they, I, I, I mean, if, if you're stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars away from guys that, like, have worked their whole life, and... You don't a, get your fingers yeah. anymore. Is that in Hammurabi's code? Corporal a thief, a thief punishment, steals. I'm for it. A thief Obviously. steals, they lose their hand. You cheat in a fishing tournament, your fingers are gone. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, it's still stealing. Like, yeah. No, not, it like is. Like, they're thieves. They, they deserve yeah. to never, never fish again, like... Take yeah. it away from them. So, yeah, they just, um, whatever you call, prosecuted them or whatever in trial. And um, they charged them in felony. They gave them felony charges of cheating, attempted grand theft, possessing criminal tools, and misdemeanor accounts of illegal animal ownership. So, pretty much, like, they compared it as, like, this is the same thing as, like, ripping people off in a Ponzi scheme. Like, yeah. legally. And so, they ended up... They got felonies. I think got charged like twenty eight grand in fines. Oh no, that was a different twenty eight grand. Anyway, they got fined a bunch and uh, like literally now have felonies on the record. They had to forfeit good. like the boat they won and stuff, which is good. But I kind of think they deserve to get their fingers cut off. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's a great idea. Go ahead and nip them off. <laughs> but like for for any of us, like I could not go home and just like be okay with myself yeah i would hate myself yeah yeah fishing in this boat that i won because i cheated somebody else out of it like what a terrible what a terrible way to live I, that, that probably shouldn't have told me that story i'm just gonna be frustrated for the rest of this podcast now i'm just picturing gibson fishing in like a brand new like bass boat and he's like, man i just hate myself hudson will you turn the spot lock on right here we're gonna slay some 
<laughs> yeah, my live scope's acting up again. I guess hey, it's karma. I didn't say I'd be mad if, if Hudson cheated. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys wonder how Hudson got his boat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if those guys had had done that before because I was whenever I saw the the size of those weights that they cut out, I'm like, okay, that seems like it'd be pretty noticeable, you know, and yeah. like, uh, twelve to fifteen ounces or whatever you said. I mean, that's close to a pound. So anyone that fishes, like, if you put a two pounder next to a three, you you can tell. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm curious yeah. to see if they had done that they before. They probably started or, small and then just yeah. kept pushing the limits, pushing the limits. Yeah. yeah. And hope they hope they like to fish because now they can't hunt anymore. Yeah. With guns. Yeah, they can't yeah. hunt with guns, and they I think they got their fishing license repealed for like five or ten years or something. Which yeah. I'm kind of like, that's stupid. It should be forever. Yeah, just like, cut their fingers off. Right, just cut their fingers <laughs> yeah. off. Let them deal with it. Yeah. They don't even need any other charges. <laughs> but then they could still. Uh, like they can still shoot guns if they get get a little mouthpiece situation or right. right. <laughs> So, you guys seen how many people John Wick killed with a, missing a finger? A lot. You guys ever seen that movie? Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> God, that was embarrassing. That's it, folks. <laughs> Everyone just looked at each other. Yeah, good. Yeah. I actually yeah. do love John Wick movies. <laughs> Uh, they're good, but I guess you guys don't like them. So. I haven't seen the new one. I didn't. I honestly, it's been so long. I didn't remember like which part you're talking about. Yeah, huh? He like chops his finger off to get back in the game. It's so. the new one. What? It's the new one. I think. I think it's the third one, maybe. Have I you seen the new one, one Glenn? Uh. Uh-uh. Is the, the new one number four? Is it out? Yeah. yeah. What? Out. Yeah, really? it's like almost three hours long, dude. It's like Avatar, man. Really? Yeah. yeah just minus the blue people. I didn't see that. <laughs> well, there's some blue people. He chokes some people out. Really? <laughs> no oxygen. I'm blue. Da, do, do. <laughs> All right, two in a row. There we go. <laughs> and back to fishing. Good gosh. Uh, Hudson, you got something to say? Someone at my house? <laughs> Sore into some, somebody walker right across the window right there. Oh. I thought it was like Kennedy, but I guess not. Probably my guy, Paul. Probably. Let's get him Paul in here. Is a goat. <laughs> we do need to have Paul on at some point. I, I can't wait for that day. Give us the motorcycle breakdown. Dude, my guy Paul across the street, he's got like 15 motorcycles. Has like, he like takes kids in that are like in gangs and like, I don't know, trying to recover from drugs or in bad families and stuff. So it's just, it's constant entertainment looking yeah. across the street. It's a good time. That's cool. <laughs> but also, Paul like kind of watches out for everyone. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's awesome. Paul's packing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> legally. Legally, yeah. Paul's packing. <laughs> He's got a license for that. Uh, license to kill. That's right. Paul Wick. Paul. <laughs> oh, my God. We need to get off this. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Jaden, good gosh. Give us some fishing tips here. So, do you think um, at Kanawha they will be spawning for your tube tournament? Or do you think it's... Since the water is a little warmer there, you think they're because I don't. I, everyone I've talked to is like, no, they're not spawning yet. Is that kind of what you've seen? Yeah, um, I mean, there were actually a couple places at McGee that were sixty degree okay. water temp, but I don't know. It, it Kanawha is different because up until a couple of years ago, there's a power plant there, uh-huh. and so that water. Um, I mean, I, I think I've seen it in February where 
the air is 38, 40 degrees and the water is like 68. So, Good grief. But they don't, they don't run it anymore. I, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't run it very often anymore. Really? So in the past, they've spawned early. Yeah. But, but now, I don't know. I, I think um, it'll be close. Next week will be, next weekend will be close. Two weeks from now, it, it may, it may be real good. But okay. it's kind of hard to tell. What do you Dang. like to fish during the spawn? Really? Just those craws. Um, yeah. If I can, out of a boat, whenever you can see them in sight fish, um, throw pretty much anything anything at them. But if they're kind of hesitant, a, a white jig, for some reason, the that white color gets them, gets them fired up. So You've been a zoom craw guy for a long time, though. Yeah, yeah. So I fished those zoom speed craws for a long time. And then uh, a year ago, there's a professional fish, fisherman named Jason Christie. Um, he makes a what he calls a Christie crawl, and uh, same concept. They're just a little bit bigger, and they have more movement to them. And so now that's pretty much all I throw out there. Is the Christie crawl who makes that one? Jason Christie. Well, is it or I guess uh, is it like a Yum or like a Zoom oh, or like do you yeah. know? Uh, I think it is Yum. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always I, I always just go in there and buy the cheapest one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's black and blue. I think usually it's like Havoc or like the Chigger Craw or something like that by Yum. I don't know. <laughs> but uh I think it's Yum. I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure. Hudson's a big uh kinky beaver kind of guy from Reaction Innovations. Yeah, oh yeah. And sweet beef. Some sweet yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Never hurt anybody. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, usually you're throwing a uh crawdad or white jig if they're on the beds. Do you ever throw like salamanders at them? It's kind they, of the old school way. Well, they they do have. Uh, I think. I think Yum makes some lizards, and I, I don't throw them as much, but a lot of people do. The biggest I'll go is they they make a, um, what most people call a brush hog. It's a little bit longer. Uh-huh. Um, it's like in between a craw and a lizard. I don't even know what the what it's supposed to be, acting as, but uh-huh. um, they call the. It's called a Christie critter, and so it's a little bit bigger, okay, kind of in between. But it has like twenty-seven legs. Yeah, yeah. The tail, off four the heads. Head. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've not really fished salamanders or lizards too much, but like, there was one time that I was just slaying them, and I was like, "This is my bait." Like, I, this <laughs> this is the key. I unlocked the key to bass. Never really caught a fish on it again. <laughs> so I haven't fished one in a while. I'm going to get heat for this comment, but I kind of feel like they're an old man bait. I fish them a lot. You do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Makes I, sense. I, I fish, I fish bre- brush hogs, and I, I like a black and blue salamander for springtime. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people do like the, um, oh gosh, I can't think of the word. Maybe like pumpkin. What's the really like clear one with kind of the black or gray flecks on it? Pumpkin seed, maybe? Is that one pretty clear? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I'm not a lizard guy. I'm a craw guy. Where are you going with that? Just the I was just going to say, yeah, I just think like a lot of people fish those because they're like pretty translucent in the clear oh. water like during yeah. the spawn and stuff. Yeah. So and we were talking last week about just trying to like match that clear water a lot of times, the clear translucent kind of baits. But then sometimes in the clear water, the black and blue works too. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. What do you? What's your strategy whenever you see like some muddy water, or clear water? What do you? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, it was at Hugo. It was 
I mean, chocolate milk and guys were catching them on green pumpkin. So, and I was throwing black and blue all day. So it, it's not usually like that though. The Uh darker the water, usually the darker the bait and clearer water. I always throw green or they make a, a, a green pumpkin that has some clear mixed in with it and just as kind of light as you can go or uh, chartreuse colors as well so yeah that's that's usually what you stick to light darker the color um for the dark waters and green or lighter for clear water okay um i was thinking about this just now what's your biggest bass that you've ever landed so actually last podcast when you were talking about um crystal down here Mm -hmm. small place that's where i've caught my pb out of and it was uh seven it was almost eight pounds it was God. seven pounds 14 ounces that's awesome <laughs> when was that that was probably three or four years ago now i think i remember that and that was tubing right yeah and that was in a tube yeah gosh was it up in the reeds or it was what's the story way, behind it way back in the reeds and yeah i was fishing like 10 pound test line and threw it back there and i mean it didn't even hardly touch the water and that thing just took it right back into the cattails and oh, so I just kind of held on. Eventually, it came out. But who were you fishing with? Do you remember? I think it was, was it, it you. Me? I think I'm, it was I, you. I remember that vaguely, but I'm trying to. I'm I trying to maybe because I feel like Larson. I caught a good one right off the dock um, one day whenever we fished there, and I I just have a vague memory of us both catching good fish. Um, but yeah, so Crystal Lake can catch some good fish. Yeah, heart of the city, and it's literally 20 minutes from. Yep anyone's yeah. house in oklahoma city yeah it's awesome i love that there's that potential in the little small i think urban fishing is kind of fun like you go and you're like okay should i be fishing here maybe maybe not Do I have permission absolutely not and then you like end up catching fish you know it's, yeah. it's really cool like fish can they're so diverse and they can live mm-hmm. you know anywhere it's wet almost yeah me and hudson were watching the masters tournament and it's like we're just looking at these ponds drooling over. <laughs> it's yeah. like golf courses are. There's, there's probably good. they probably just like those fish are just jacked from all the fertilizers oh, yeah. and stuff. <laughs> they got like they four have, eyes. They are not missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not eating any urban fish. No, no. you're definitely wearing steel-toed boots if you're getting in Crystal Lake because all the meth and crack pipes in there. And... Not the best area. Yeah, that's for sure. One yep. time I was riding my bike on the trail there and I had like I passed a crackhead that was like just I don't even know <laughs> if they were alive or not on the side of the road. I was like, "Good night. I'm not stopping for that." <laughs> but but I <laughs> Dude, I was scared. And so then I was like, I was like, they never die. They'll be fine. <laughs> they, never, they don't. They don't die. Yeah. The firefighter over here, you've seen them. But yeah, I, I, invincible. The, the sad part was, I was like, well, not sad. This sounds even worse. But I had to turn around. So I was coming back and I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't know if he's going to be there or what. So I come around the corner. He's not there. I'm like, well, that's a good sign. Like, Somebody Either the ambulance picked him up, or yeah, yeah. he got Narcan, or and then he got he probably got mad. Somebody yeah. Narcan and we got mad at him, <laughs> ruining his eye. Dude. And then I come around the next corner and he's standing in the middle of the road, and I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm certainly not stopping. So I just like got a few more gears on my bike, and I was like, if something happens, I'm just gonna ram him. I'm like, I'm wearing a helmet, <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm wearing a helmet. Like, surely it'll hurt him more. And uh, so I'm riding, and he's like, 
I was like, will you stop? <laughs> and he was like, trying to talk to me. I'm like, I'm not stopping in the middle of, you know, by Crystal Lake back here along the river. <laughs> he was probably like an undercover millionaire that wanted to give you That's his fine. life's earnings. What? <laughs> I was thinking that, but I was like, you know, I'm not going to risk it today. <laughs> Dude, so I get as I get up to him, I look down, and he's holding, like, a six-inch knife in his hand. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I just booked it out of there. Yeah, he's probably was, scared of you. He's probably I know. trying to protect himself. He's like I said. Like, There's this meth head riding his bike <laughs> right at me. <laughs> better pull he's, out my he's knife. He's telling the same story on his buddy's podcast. <laughs> He's like, this guy that looked like Thor rode past me today. <laughs> he had a mullet down to his back. <laughs> he was 130 pounds riding right at me. Crazy eyes. 130 pounds. I don't know whether it'd be... That was your high school weight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No respect around here. But, yeah, that's the kind of characters you run into at Old Crystal Lake. You yeah. never know. Well, hey, it might be worth it if uh, we got we got Jaden out here pulling freaking almost eight pounders out of there. Yeah. I don't know. I'd do a lot. It's risky. I'd do a lot. It's risky. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I've risked a little bit for a... a Eight pounder before, yeah, at the old quarry. Yeah, Golly. good grief. That's, yeah, man, risk your life. Good, but we, whenever we would sneak into Glardia, I saw you catch a big fish off a topwater rat in Glardia. Yeah, my number one biggest. I, I say it was seven and a half. I, I think it was probably pretty close, but that was it was Landon. Huge. Landon missed it three times on the uh, buzz bait, and I was like. All right, bro. Like, move over. It's my turn. I was kind of like just joking around, being cocky, and then I hooked it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, I got that thing in, and yeah, we're just so blessed to have known somebody who knew somebody who was cousins of somebody that lived in Gallardia. So right. like, like, I mean, like we were good to go. Yeah, we definitely didn't jump the fence by the law firm there or anything. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> I never had to run, but I think Landon had to run. I don't, did you guys ever have to run? Yeah. I, I only fished it that one time. So. Really? Yeah. Yeah, was that the time? I thought that was the time that we got kicked out. I don't... I've never been kicked out. Well, that's nice. We left before that happened. The worst that I've had was at Ponderosa. Yeah. Landon and me went in... Was um, that before there was houses there? Or, well, It was before the houses were around the pond. Mm-hmm. And we had the gate code. And so, like, we weren't even really breaking in. Like, we had, like, permission. <laughs> we, had, we had permission from somebody else mm-hmm. that lived there. and Which but, is all you should, like, it's all you need in, like, a, yeah. you know. But, like, Cobblestone, too, they would get so mad at us. We literally had permission from oh, like, people. We had a fishing pass there, and we'd still yeah. get yelled at. And, and so, like, we would go, we'd park up by the uh, that swim pool mm-hmm. and walk there with our tubes. And... Like, we were coming back one time, and this lady was like, stay right here. And I was like, Landon, we're not staying right here. And her husband comes sprinting around the corner, just chewing us out. And we're like, you know, 16 years old, 17 years old. And this dude's like chewing us out. My kids fish that pond, all this stuff. And I'm like, great, we're not taking them. They're still in there, you know. But like... And I was like, dude, we have permission. I mean, he just he just laid into Landon and me, and you know, Landon go just goes and sits in the truck, and as I'm getting chewed out, <laughs> typical Landon move, <laughs> I'm getting them, getting my butt torn into. Well, he was following your plan. You said, Landon, we're not staying here. Landon's waiting in the truck, and he's just, just ignore him and just lock the doors. The guy's yelling at the window. 
Oh my gosh, I don't understand. I've said this a million times. I do not understand that. As long as you're not taking fish, I have, I have no problem with it. You know. Yeah. If if somebody's out there casting a net and netting fish, like yeah. I'd probably go tell them to, yeah. to beat it. But if they, if they're just a couple kids going out and trying to have fun, stay out of trouble, doing some fishing, like there are a lot worse things that kids can be doing. Yeah. Know? I'd rather them do that than smoke meth in the parking lot in my neighborhood. You know. Well, we're not talking about your childhood. We're talking about mine. <laughs> so, yeah, I did heroin, not meth. <laughs> oh my gosh! Jaden, you been kicked out of anywhere or yelled at for fishing somewhere you shouldn't? Have, or you know, yes, I was just ha- I just <laughs> yes. just having that thought. I feel like pretty much our friend group, everyone has been kicked out of somewhere with Landon. <laughs> yeah, and that's both the times I've been kicked out of places was with landing at the quarry oh gosh um two times the first time we got kicked out and then he said nah that's all right we'll go back got kicked out again (laughs) (laughs) what a landing move if anyone asks you you know (laughs) yeah your your uncle yeah your uncle is bernie (laughs) whatever well that's that's so that's what happened this was I, i was sitting in the passenger seat of of landon's truck and I, I guess, I don't know if it was the owner of that land or, or who it was. Anyways, Landon was like, if you, if you get asked, we got, we have permission from this guy's brother. Okay. Well, this guy comes just hauling at us and stops and Landon's like, Hey, we got permission from so-and-so. And he was like, that's weird. Cause that's me. <laughs> and I just sat there and just kind of laid back in the seat. <laughs> just reclined yeah, the seat. Like, <laughs> and, and Landon, Landon goes, well, uh, we have some talking to do then. <laughs> and we got out of there alive. And But we was... actually did have, like, that was one of those weird cases where, like, he had given permission to somebody who he was friends with, and the friend had asked him and or someone that, you know, was own, owned part of that. And yeah. he said that we could go, but then it got kind of a little out of hand because then, like, he was bringing all of us. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely. It started out. We thought we had good permission, and then that happened, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I guess not. Yeah, one time I was there, and um, we were driving back out. We saw like this sketchy dude. I don't even know who he was. He didn't talk to us or anything. Um, and when we were driving back out, he had strung barbed wire across the little jeep trail to get back out. I was like, good night. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That place is wild. Was that the yeah. night that we all slept out there? I've never stayed the night out there. Well, well, not we didn't sleep out there, but it was you, me, Jaden, me, Landon, because we stayed at Landon's Land, and Rob. Yeah, I think so. I want to say Gavin too. Gavin, and so we like stayed up all night long. I slept in a hammock. I think Landon ended up climbing in my hammock that night because he was cold. <laughs> Which wasn't the worst thing, if I'm being honest. Like, like you're freezing. You, you take a... It's like it gets lonely you, you and take, You take a hit off another man's body. <laughs> like, it's not... Not the worst thing in the world to happen <laughs> whenever you're freezing. Uh, and then, you know get an hour of sleep and go out and we fish that whole day look around everyone's sleeping in their tubes on the water everyone's just exhausted 
Yeah, I, I went out there one time with you, Colton, and Landon. <laughs> and I, you guys were like, hey, you want to stay at Landon's house with us tonight? And I was like, no, gosh, no. There's nothing I want to do left because I knew this would happen. And so they were like, all right, we got to be out there at sunrise. So I... I wake up and I'm like, I text him at 4 a.m. I've learned a long time ago, like, if you're meeting someone, do not leave your house until they respond to a text or a phone call. Because especially if Landon's involved, yeah. he's asleep if he doesn't answer. Yeah. And so I texted him and they immediately are like, oh, yeah, we're still up. And I was like, oh, no. That was a long <laughs> night. And then Colton fell asleep. Yeah. And, like, he was fishing by us, fell asleep. <laughs> And, and the wind blew him across the whole lake. <laughs> we were like, should we go help him? Landon was like, no, it's his own fault. <laughs> he's just like, he's like 500 yards across the lake just floating. It's like whenever like it, someone like falls asleep like in a chair they're not supposed to, and their head is like, you know, cranked back at a 90 degree angle. And you're just sitting there like with the waves, like just gently bouncing against the Sure. <laughs> so, so far away from us. Oh, and you could smell the beavers out there, dude. You could smell that beaver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they landed. So we would always like, whenever we would go. So it was a, it was an old rock quarry. That's why we call it the quarry. And so like just super deep channels that go through reeds on both sides and then it opens up into this super deep lake and um but the channels they get really thin we have to swim through the reeds <laughs> and landon it would be like dusk or dawn you know barely any light and landon would be like gibson Jaden, you you guys have to go through to make sure there's not any beavers <laughs> and so he would like make us just Go ahead, of, go ahead of him to make sure there weren't any snakes or beavers in the reeds. I can picture that one area where it gets narrow. Yeah. It's a freaking gauntlet. Yeah. There's uh-huh. always beavers in there. Gosh, nothing scarier than seeing that weight coming towards you and then it just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a time when we were fishing Ponderosa where you and Landon got chewed out at. It was me... <laughs> Landon was there probably a few days later. No, yeah, it was there. It was it was really early on in that development. There was not a lot. It was just a bunch of dirt, yeah. and uh, there was still like trees all around that pond and everything. And there was two ponds actually, but we went in one, and it was me, Landon, and a Gibson Diffie, and we're tube fishing it, and like you know we caught a couple, and then all of a sudden we just hear a pop, and we we're like, what was that? And like we look, and like we see the like the Oh, what's it called? The like the ripples? Ripples, yes. Okay. Coming out and we were like, that was a beaver. And so we we're like, oh crap. And so like we kinda like start moving away from it. We're like, yeah, it's like, you know, as long as we kind of stay out of its area, like that's um I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, beavers do that whenever something's coming into its like territory yeah, or whatever. It's like it's, morning, so yeah. yeah. So we're like, all right, well we'll just go fish like down on the other side of the pond. So we're going and then we hear it again, and it's closer, and we look. And it's pretty close, and it starts booking it towards us. <laughs> Me and Landon are close to the shore, so we get out. <laughs> we throw our tubes up and crawl up the bank. Gibson Diffie's out in the middle, 
and he's just kicking as fast as he can. And we're like, Gibson, come to the shore. And this beaver's just going right for him. And then it goes under the water. And we're like, oh, no. Like, it's going <laughs> it's for gonna him. It's going to drag him it's going. And we're, like, running along the bank, like, yelling at him to come over. And he just, for some reason, stays in the middle of this pond, makes it all the way to the dam. And we, like, reach down and, like, hoisted him out of the water. And we didn't, I didn't see the beaver again. But no, they, there was a beaver hotel there. It was literally the biggest beaver dam I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It used to be on that pond. Yeah, that was. It was down on that. It was like the western, like little end of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's like one of those that, like, whenever you're an old man, you're like, oh, I used to fish there before there was houses. But it's yeah. crazy. Like we did. Like it Jim, was fun. Has Has a beaver ever attacked somebody? I don't think so. I don't. Probably <laughs> they're, not. They're, they're scary. Probably not. But in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I thinking about that, how, like, our our grandpa's tube fish, and I remember hearing stories about how my grandpa got, I mean, his leg uh, got bit by a gar. <clears throat> it looked like a razor went around his leg, and we're bumping into, like, turtles and getting scared and yeah. talking about beavers. It's like, he got attacked by a great white shark, and yeah. he's like, oh, I'll put a tourniquet on it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep fishing. <laughs> uh, I just Googled it. Has a beaver ever attacked a human? And it said, one beaver attack on a human is known to be fatal. I don't know where Belarus, I think that's in Europe, right? I have no idea. Belarus? Okay. I don't know. Oh, what? yeah, how's it spelled? B-E-L-A-R-U-S? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like Eastern Europe or whatever? Yes. Over there in the Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it said a six-year-old fisherman <laughs> in Bel- Belarus died in 2013 after a beaver bit open an artery on his leg. Oh, Dang. what a tragic way to go. Well, see, you don't want to mess with them. Right. I mean, been one one in history, and he died. I know. Unfortunately, yeah. pretty unfortunate. Oh, although it is not commonly, it's occurring more and more frequently. I knew it. <clears throat> I knew it. We're encroaching on him. It said. <laughs> If you intrude into a beaver's territory, do not expect a welcome response. <laughs> Thanks. What, what's this? What's the scariest animal in Oklahoma you can encounter? Oh, I have mountain lion. Mountain lion. A method? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mountain lion or a, a, I don't know. There's not. They don't bobcats. Get... Like mountain lions, obviously. Like I would, I would pee my pants if I saw a mountain lion. But not that common. Not as common mm-hmm. as like, like I could. You know, any of us could be sitting in a deer stand and have a bobcat try and come up our tree at us. Like, yeah. bobcats scare me. They're, those suckers are mean, and they can get pretty big too. Well, I, also, I don't know how big the gators get down in southeastern Oklahoma. I don't. I mean, I haven't seen like a massive one, but yes. I, I don't want to be there too is. fishing with a dude. There's one like massive one down there. Really? Yeah, I've seen like pictures of it on the wildlife department. Big Tony, like a ten footer or twelve footer. I'm telling you, if I ever see. An alligator in a body of water. I probably am never getting in that body of water ever again. My my brother was fishing the Nile River in uh, Africa, and if you didn't know where the Nile River was, here's wild claims by Hudson. No, he he was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, while he was in law school, he went over to Africa for uh, I don't know how long he was over there. He was doing legal work for. Um, so, if you know if you know Bob if you know Bob Goff, he's a famous like Christian author. He's a, a former attorney. He is a professor at Pepperdine University, and he was the I don't know if he still is. He I think he just was the U.S. ambassador to Ghana. Yeah, maybe I think it was something like that. Um, and so Pepperdine 
would send students over there uh, and they would do like kind of some like internships working with the Ghana like judges and stuff. So he was over there and they did a fishing trip in the Nile and they had a guide and the guy, he said this guide was like a 16 year old kid and was taking them along this river. They're fishing and you know, there's, there's freaking crocodiles in the Nile, big old boys and Grayson's lure gets stuck and Grayson's like, all right, well, like, I don't think I can get it. I'll just chop it off. The kid goes, no, hold on. Dives down into the river, oh finds it, unhooks it, gets back in the boat. He nope. said, "He said I didn't want to pay the money to get a new lure. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother was like, there is literally crocodiles, like, all in this place. And oh. the kid just dove in and got it. He unhooked it from a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee over here, Steve Irwin or something, you know? Yeah, this is totally off the cuff, like nothing to do with fishing at all. But whenever we we took a family trip to Colorado and did whitewater rafting, we had like a 16 year old guy, you know, like maybe not 16, but young, younger than me. And I was young. And he was like, okay, guys, gonna get pretty choppy down here. And I just remember like, my mom just flailing side to side in the raft. I was like, I was holding her by the back of her life jacket as she's just getting rocked. And our guy's just going through the rocks with a smile. <laughs> I was like, this kid's going to kill us. <laughs> he had no worries. Just going to be a little choppy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was just a fun story I remembered. <laughs> uh, Let's just make it awkward. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Great talking story. about the, the, animals the scariest animals here and mcgee creek i was i was tube fishing mcgee probably one of our i mean it's probably been 10 years now um so i wasn't very big couldn't move very fast and i threw up at what i thought was a log hit it and then it kind of just submerged and so i paddled as fast as i could (laughs) the opposite way not knowing if it was a a gator or not and then i didn't really say anything i kind of fished to like halfway out of the water the rest of the day (laughs) so that if i saw something i could run (laughs) and uh got to weigh in and i i asked a group the a group of guys that was there and there were three or four other guys that said that they saw a gator at mcgee of all places so they're slowly moving up and that's terrifying and then and you're going down into texas like the big uh, fisheries there like fork i mean that you see them just hanging out on the bank at fork so if they're if they're north texas then i mean why why couldn't they be here too you know yeah uh i'm not gonna lie to you guys my headphones right now sound like there's a waterfall happening so i don't know if one of our mics is messed up so uh maybe we should just wrap it up here in case it actually is jacked up or what's happening okay is that good with you guys yeah Yeah. Yeah. hey uh Jaden, really appreciate you coming on tonight it was a good time yeah, yeah. i appreciate it it's the last we'll uh we'll have to get some updates on your tournaments and stuff maybe send us a few pictures of you with the big fish For and sure. we'll post about it yeah. get you some uh sponsorships you know get jason christie yeah. on the line for you yeah. hey, let's throw He's yellow hot outdoors on your on your shirt oh, yeah. or something oh yeah we might we might can uh, swindle something like that okay. so all right well uh thank you guys for listening to us as always um if you enjoyed the episode maybe share it with somebody so that's all the self-promotion i'm doing tonight and uh you guys got anything else to add okay all right <laughs> sounds good hey uh sorry for the abrupt ending 
and sorry that I'm not a technological wizard yet. I'm working on it. I'm in my apprenticeship for wizardry. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you later. See you.